We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 23 of Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. I am thankfully joined by my co-host who has turned up again this week and in a coherent state, Captain Green, how are you doing? That is a lie, I just like to go on record and say right now I'm drinking, but I'm <laughs> cognitive at the moment, but we'll see how that goes. I'd also, uh, you know, like to pat myself on the back for actually showing up to the office here for, you know, two weeks in a row. I kind of ruined that streak the weekend before, uh, you know, the weekend of the fourth, but here we are. And how goes your burrito hunting in your new surroundings? It's actually, unfortunately, not burrito hunting as much as that pains me. I am in the middle of Here Be Dragons, Massachusetts, uh, when I'm in school, unfortunately. So, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually in the Job Corps program. So, it is a government-ran program through the Department of Labor. Uh, that means... So, you're doing gender studies? Pretty much. Well, yeah, I'm doing computer tech, which is essentially the same thing, give or take. Um, and it, it's all... All of the Job Corps facilities are on old, old, old government grounds. So, like, mine's on an old Air Force base out in Massachusetts, uh, which means there's no cell reception. It doesn't show up on a map. And Uber Eats gets really confused when you try to order <laughs> stuff because the, the address just doesn't show up in GPSs. It is very funny. The other downside about being on a government-ran facility is the fact that I, I'm convinced I eat the same food prisoners do. And that's just terrible. <laughs> You probably it, it, eat. You probably eat the same food as the people serving in the air force do. Thank you. Dude, no, it's terrible. It's ter listen. Do you want to know what's the most depressing thing I've had to do? Wake up. Oh, what's for breakfast today? Powdered eggs. Oh my god, they run through you like you wouldn't believe. Oh, they're terrible. I oh, it's just not good. <laughs> and all the other stuff again. It's prison food. There's so, no, so I, I kill for a burrito. So if anyone's listening, if Greeny wants an eating challenge, remember hot, spicy, chili food with powdered eggs. Send it to me. Send it to me. I'll, I'll take a video of me eating it with the powdered eggs in my dorm room while all of my roommates berate me verbally and physically. And we'll put that out on the podcast. It'll be wonderful. Oh, we won't do that. We won't do that. But this week we are joined by someone who's joined us early on in our podcast career. But welcome back to Sea Lord Montbatten. Hello. How is life for you down in Louisiana? Um, have you seen the Book of Boba Fett? Or anyone watching seen the Book, Book of Boba Fett? Yes, yes. Book? Yes, yes. So you know the scene when there's a young Boba Fett looking out the window as his as Jango Fett flies away in Slave 1 and it's just like a torrential downpour outside? Mm -hmm. That's been the last six weeks down here. Just very hot, very rainy, very... Uh, I hate, I hate humidity. So Louisiana yeah. is just Camino. Yeah, it's been Camino for the past uh, about five weeks now. There's some weird high pressure, low pressure thing off the Gulf, and it, it refuses to go anywhere. So, yeah, that's what it's I, been like. But 
that means I can just stay inside and be productive. So yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't even know how you. And if you so, apologies, I've got a thunderstorm going overhead. I don't know how you guys would live with the mold. The mold would just grow within days with that humidity and moisture never dissipating. Uh, Louisianians are immune to mold. Little known fact: we in fact consume so much alcohol that our bodies are pure. Yeah, but your, your houses don't consume alcohol that I'm aware of. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it is a problem, but as long as you have like a half-decent AC system, it, it's fine. But, I don't, well, you guys, Australians, should know the joys of AC, but like you're, a lot of Europeans don't because they barely run them because they don't have to deal with the, the temperature and the humidity. But like the ACs around here run like 24-7. That's how yeah. we, we handle that. We we, we have was, ACs and heaters, so we have. Yeah, that was yeah. always the weirdest thing when I was in Europe. The fact that there wasn't any ACs, like when I was over in Europe in um, last, well, not last summer. It was the summer before. I was like, "Do you have any AC?" My friend just like, "Nope." You open the window. I'm like, "What? I don't." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, I don't want to. He's like, "Well, then you don't have AC." Yeah, when I teach him about geography classes, and I and I tell the kids like, "Yeah, AC is like a, a very American thing," or like if you live in a hot place thing. And like most Europeans don't. That's why when they have a heat wave where it's like eighty nine or ninety for like three days, people die because they don't have AC. Well, you, you, you America is the only country that matters, and we have AC. Go USA. <laughs> yes, count the count the points as the rest of the world. <laughs> but speaking of our European friends, I just want to shout out to those living in the United Kingdom. I mock them. I deride them. Bloody poms. And I know, I know, the houses are built for to keep the heat in. But they're, they're, they're having a national emergency this weekend because they're breaking 40 degrees Celsius, which would probably be over 105, 108 um, Fahrenheit. So they're, they're like, I understand their houses are not, they have no AC. The houses are all insulated to keep the heat, heat in. So it's going to be rather in, uncomfortable. But um, I mock it because we get plenty of 40 degree days and even sometimes mid 30s at nights. And it's, you just have to live through it. And didn't like half of their government just like resign two days ago, three days ago, something like that? Yes, in the yes. Of that too? We, we won't go into politics, but if I was Prime Minister and I made certain rules for the whole population not to drink in a lockdown, but then myself was drinking, I would say, I didn't yeah. know that those rules applied to me. Yeah, that, that, that level of, you know, rules for thee, but not for me, that, that kind of, I think everyone can agree that's quite bad. It is the, quite bad. It's actually interesting that you bring that up because uh, that was something that very much got overshadowed by another heavy political event that happened like a day later. So not a lot of people actually, I don't want to say remembered that because that's very much the wrong way to kind of look at it, but not a lot of people, it's not in the forefront of many people's minds, the significance of that. That's the, fair uh, enough. Yeah. You know, well, either either way, uh, I've not only those in the UK. I feel for anyone in Northern Europe. I can imagine um, the heat wave will, will impact most of Northern Europe, and um, a lot of those houses are insulated to keep the heat in. So, best wishes and thoughts go out to those people. But for those in Louisiana who have functioning AC, you are in good hands. <laughs> ah, but moving on, so Sea Lord. How how do you personally find the state of the game currently? We've had the addition of super ships and the potential addition of submarines. 
Uh, the super shit problem, I think, is going to start to root itself out with the economic changes. I know we're supposed to talk about that later, but um, because now it's pretty much impossible to have like a seriously profitable game in super ships. Mm-hmm. So uh, before I know that, like, I mean, I was running to like two or three every single match, and now I maybe run across one or two, maybe two, uh, with the update. Um, but it just seems to be at higher tier now with the changes a lot more passive. I talked about that in my Duncan review. Yep. Because the uh the um British BCs they, they went with the mid range to close range brawlers, but the issue I was having is that, you know, realistically out out of the I think I played thirteen games for that review and maybe four or five of them, I actually got within like fifteen kilometers for a good portion of the match. I was able to, you know, do what they were supposed to do, how they were designed to do it. And um, I'm not sure if that super ships, submarines, the economic change are all on top of it, but that does seem to be uh, an issue that is still prevalent at higher tier. Yes, I've noticed some plays. um, I've been grinding through an alternate account trying to play um, at T7 and 8, and I've been diving up with plays we had Atlantis or close in high DPM boats. And the enemy BBs are staying at like 15, 16 Ks kiting out. It's very hard to engage. Um, or chase down so it, I'm starting to find that people are playing smarter and um, it's unless and they show, so they should they're not throwing their boat away um, it may not be what their boat's designed for but they're not they're not costing their team points stupidly pushing yeah, into things there's a lot more farming going on by a lot of the players I'm seeing at higher tier which I mean you know you gotta kind of do that to make a profit if you don't run boosters and such um, and it seems the games are lasting a little bit longer now. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I don't have. I haven't had too many ruffle stomps lately. Uh, I haven't been keeping track of that, but it, it feels like it's kind of. But it's, it's also patch week too, so that's kind of hard to judge because of the uh, the nature of patch week. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm not really weighing in yeah, on this. There's um. I think in about maybe like a month, we'll see like with the economic work and super ships and submarines, all, how all that in this new system is going to play out. It really needs time. It's hard to judge, you know, here we are, what, four or five days after the, the patch drops? Yeah, I, super ships I've seen a few, not as much as when they first came out. Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my biggest gripe, um, and we'll, we'll still go back to th- your thoughts on super ships. My biggest gripe is super ships aren't the super ships themselves. It's the Q dump. If if I've just queued in in a um, GK, for example, I've been in queue for five seconds. I don't want to get into a five v five boat oh, with yes, super ships because yes. there's a, there's the United States and an Eagle. If one of them's waited for six minutes and there's yes. suddenly another super CV comes in, I it should wait till it's a nine v nine or twelve v twelve. I hate mm-hmm. the Q dumps, and this mm-hmm. is even prime time. I've seen it because it, it needs another super ship. Absolutely. I had my second match in Duncan, okay? I sat in queue for like three seconds, you know, as one would expect, day day of patch. And I get in a, it was a 6v6 game, United States, uh, one side, Eagle, the other side, Satsuma, <laughs> one side, Hanover, the other side. Um, what, what's the Japanese? Yamagiri. Uh, Yamagiri on one side, Zorki on the other side. I think it was a Condon Annapolis throwing in there too. And I'm here in, in this Duncan second match, just like, well, I'm... This is okay. 
I'm playing this like a lion this match for sure. And yeah, <laughs> it, it was about as much fun as you would expect. Yeah, that, that, those Q-dumps aren't, aren't fun, so yeah, I'd love to see that change personally. Greeny, have you experienced those fun-filled Q-dumps? Oh yeah, definitely. There, there was a game where it was actually me, D-Square, and um, I think it was Kermit. And we got put into a 3v3 with ranked. I was in, I was in a, a Satsuma, because uh, I'd actually just recently got it. And D-Square and, and uh, Kermit were in like a cruiser and a destroyer. And we just had a nice little 3v3. Um, it's, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's it's it, not fun, especially if you're a three man div and the other three are dumped and they're not in a div either. Because I, yeah. once upon a time, Matchmaker used to balance that there was a div on either team, and I swear that, that at best you could have two divs on one team. Or one, I've seen two divs of three teams, three people each on one side, and one div of two people on another. So um, I know I know that's off topic, but I, I've seen the div matchmaking. The other thing that I wanted to, to kind of stress there is I was laughing just like from a I, I was laughing because I, I, I was there and it happened. Not I wouldn't be laughing if it was a if it was something that I ran into constantly or something. And I still don't think that it's healthy for the game, but it was, you know. Yep. It was and, it was going back to three man brawls. And we, so. we've heard we've heard that we've got more super ships on the way. Can do you think we're going to end up with a super ship for every single line, like low cruiser, heavy cruiser for, say, the US and so forth? Can we, in effect, if we do that, that has to be a tier 11. I don't see how they can just call it super ships and leave it at that. At that point, yeah, I think it would honestly just be a tier 11. I don't really see the justification for putting a super ship at the end of every line, but still having the income and economy and everything be wonky. You know, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, that that's fine. I was just going to say what I think we're going to get is I think we're going to get, I think we won't get a, a super light cruiser, but I think we'll get a battleship for each. Um, I think we'll get a heavy cruiser and a destroyer, and if the line has it, a carrier. But I, I don't know. I don't know anything. And again, at that point, you're pretty much just getting into a tier 11. <laughs> Super submarine win with um, some cruise missiles. Oh, yeah, typhoon. Just launching, just launching anti-ship cruise missiles across the map at a fucking Shatsuma. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at, like, where they're going now, they're running out of, like, actual new unique ships, e even designs to add into the game. Mm. Because we, we got the Churchill with the, uh, what is it, the, um, it, was it the steel British heavy cruise that no one got? Not the Plymouth, the other one. The uh, Gibraltar. The Gibraltar, that, that's the Churchill. And then they're adding in more and more of these designs that were kind of really, you know, drawn on a napkin once, put in someone's sock drawer never seen again like with the the malta no, and stuff yeah. but so be, they're, they're be, running out go, go, ahead, go ahead i was gonna say to be honest they, they've done it to themselves by only trying to get everyone to tier 10 because when this game was out in the early years i would have loved we got a pan uh european uh, nation or 
tech tree at the moment. I would have loved to have seen more Austrian-Hungarian. I would have loved to have seen Ottoman Empire, but they would have been no more than tier five, tier six. Yeah. Um, and that, you, you, chat, you chat to people, and no one plays tier five and tier six. They all want to get to eight, nine, ten now. So yeah. in a way, they've done it to themselves by just crapping on those low mid-tier classes. I think yeah. that problem is twofold. Because we, you have, you have the, you have exactly what you said. Where wargaming is kind of trying to orient the player towards high tier games. You know, go get your DM. Go get you a, 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 a Prussian. Go get you, you know, a tier ten, which I think is not healthy for the game. And I think that that's compounded by the fact that when it comes to a, and this is going to sound really pretentious. But I think that this is a genuine reason. When it comes to naval history, and there's the same problem whenever I go into talking um, or, or discussing or uh, armored history with people, there's a lot of kind of the big names that a lot of people gravitate towards. So, you know, you have people, ah, I'm going to go get me in Iowa. I'm going to go get me a Des Moines. I'm going to go get me a, 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 a Sodak, you know, because those are, that's when I see World War II naval combat, that's what I see. And unfortunately, I don't think there's as many people going, wow, I'd really like this coastal defense battleship made by the <laughs> Dutch or, or something like that. And I, I think that that's part of the issue because, again, the mainliners are the higher tier ships. You're not you don't have a lot of players who are interested in a lot of the earlier stuff in naval history or the, yeah, the lesser known stuff. And that's why um, anytime I talk about not selling on a straight line in a video, I normally am playing in Iowa because those are the players that I see selling in a straight line because oh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like you say, the people, the I Iowa, best BB ever. They got to grind that Iowa out as fast as possible. And then they're at tier nine and Iowa new player. You know, not, not, nothing, you know, against them. It's just, you know, that they want their Iowa and selling a straight line and they'll, and they'll get blapped. And yeah, that that's what a lot of people gravitate to. Um, and they are, they are going to have to go more niche because, you know, they've already done the Iowa. They've done the uh, Missouri. They've done the, the, you know, Bismarck Terpits, the big names that, most casual history buffs know yeah and now they have to start branching out which is it's interesting because at um anchors away the one i attended at the alabama they stated that they'd rather not just keep making clones of ships they'd rather you know fill out the unique ships first then start making clones and you know this, this week or was it last week whatever we now have um what the, the third Fletcher in the game with the, the Velos being announced. Yes. And um talking about player Oh, I think we've lost Sea Lord there. I here play Oh he's back. What? We you, you broken there. up. Oh, am I back? You're back, yes. you're back. You're talking about the third Fletcher class. I, and I think it's actually four, because we have the Pan-Asian, the Kit, the Fletcher, yep. and now the Vallejo. I think Sea Lord's gone quiet again. I think he's gone. What a he's, shame. Ah, uh, well, but yeah, we'll wait cool. for Sea Lord to come back, but... Um, okay, uh, I'm, I'm back. I don't oh, know welcome back. <laughs> I am. Hello. 
Your air conditioner is taking up all your um, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of disconnect that. So I was talking about the third Fletcher. Yeah, the yeah. new one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, like that, that in the Velos now, which they said they they weren't, they didn't want to, you know, keep adding and just clones the ships. And they're they're at that point now to where you know all, all the big names are done, so they have to start doing that. And if you look at it, it's not like World of Tanks where they, you know, a lot, lots of nations have their own domestically produced tanks, but mm-hmm. not many nations can afford, you know, a whole naval program and such. And also talking about the the tiers that are played at that same Anchors Away event. Um, some question was asked, and I remember them wargaming saying that like the average tier plays is like seven point two or something like that. So yeah. yeah, that is, but that is of their own making. When, when they make mission or campaigns, um, remember the first Puerto Rico? That some of those missions that you had to grind were tier eight to ten only. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Th- th- they've made your daily rewards five plus like th- they have done it all to themselves so I, I have no sympathy oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 I'm, I'm not saying that you know it's naturally that but obviously you know they want you playing higher tier you play more yeah the more you play the more likely is you're spend you're going to spend money and not i just, think that that's, just this game but in a game and i think that that's a shame as well because unfortunately as i've said numerous times before i'm a fat history nerd so i want to see the like wonk ass three gun coastal defense battleship or you know the, the, a lot of other the the smaller lesser known projects like that but how, I, how I, many I, people like, how many people have bought a Mikasa? i never play mine but i own one um it's got a good I history one, you got the campbell town that's got history behind it there'd be so many destroyers and vessels that would have history behind it that don't have to be clones but because they'd fit the tier three four or five mold yeah. we'll probably never see them like yeah. that, uh, was it the, the Dutch destroyer escort that disguised itself as an island for like uh, two months or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd play that. I mean, it'd have to be like tier two because it had like, like get, two five inch guns. Can we get but... the Pittsburgh without its bow at tier seven. Can, can, we, can, you, can, you, can you imagine that if you sat next to an island, you could fire from um, open water, but you'd be hidden. You just see shells <laughs> coming out from the island. Return. Yeah. Return of invisible firing. Oh no! The return of invisible <laughs> firing. Give it a, a half a kilometer detection range. You know, simple. When parked next to an island, and no fire penalty. No <laughs> there, there, but yeah, there's and again, it's the same thing in World of Tanks. There's so many smaller designs that could be put into the game, but again, just like in WoW, a lot of these more interesting designs are well, they they would just be tier two, tier three, tier four. Because again, it. it Again, I, I keep going back to World of Tanks because it's a game I know, and, and Armored History is something I know as well. There's so many f- whack-ass, one-off tanks that were made that could easily fit within the Tier 1 to Tier 3 bracket. There were people going absolutely ape shit when it came to armor development, kind of like um, the, the, a lot of the scrambles you see in, in naval development, where the, the I almost used the word meta to describe naval history. Oh my god, that would have been terrible. But when the, the, the theories weren't well established and you didn't have, you know, the, the quote-unquote guideline for what makes a modern warship acceptable when, when you have a lot more of those one-offs or a lot more... Pre-Dreadnought era. Yeah, stuff like that. It's... Yeah. Ugh, you get so much interesting things. Like the French Dreadnoughts that were, like, just nutters. The tumble homes. Oh, the mm-hmm. tumble homes. Like, I, I'd love to see a tumble home. It wouldn't make any sense, and it'd go at tier two. But I'd love <laughs> to see it. It, it would be it would be fun to see. 
and there's ships like the Olympia they could add in too, but that's also then when you get into that like weird turn of the century pre dreadnought pre dreadnought yeah. era, there's also the issue of like different caliber Ming battery guns that war gaming even in World of Tanks, I don't think you can like like with uh what's the um the Lee, because the, the Lee, you can't use the 37 millimeters, only the, uh, whatever. whatever it's the it whole like, 75. Yeah, the yeah, 75 millimeter. War, war, yeah. Wargaming's never done different caliber guns on a vessel well. Yeah. If, if, if they generally do your main caliber gun, even if the next gun down is only a slightly smaller, they make it a secondary. Um, they, they don't do mixed calibers at all very well. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, all those guns have different ballistics. It's like they they do, they do. You have to have three different sites when you're playing the lead because you need to have a site for the 30 on the roof. You need to have a site for the 37 in the turret, and then you need to have a site for the uh, 75. I, I, I don't see why we can't have that. You have two aim reticles in the game. Well, like one's green, one's red, and you know um, if you fire both, maybe the second one will only fire when it's in range or something like that automatically. Yeah, I, that could be interesting. And, I think and, and, um, and other Eastern European armored combat games. <laughs> with a snail as icon I just want the, the circle battleships that's all I want I want the circle <laughs> battleships please just give me the tilt the world boys please wargaming and I talk about that they, they potentially could be running out of ships and that's that's why we have super ships and that could go into the more modern era and we're looking at submarines like I recently answered a survey that I had no interest in subs, and from my chatting with my viewers, because on Twitch and just in general, that that's what the majority has have said. Do you do you think submarines are going to make it into the game? Like, do, uh, do we really need it? Do we really need another class where they could potentially sell a few more vessels to have some unique premiums? Uh, I think it's it's coming one way or another. I mean, they, they went ahead and added in, you know, 40 underworld maps. Un underworld maps? What is this, Diablo? Uh, <laughs> underwater maps. Um, and they've already added in all the different mechanics and stuff. So I think one way or another, it, it's coming. I think a lot of interest in them has dropped. I haven't seen a double sub game. The first time I saw a double su sub game recently was on my stream on Friday evening. That was literally the first time I've seen a double sub game in about three or four weeks. Uh, so I think a lot of the interest has dropped, and it's kind of fallen into the same category as pre-CV uh, rework CVs, where either the submarine players I run into, it's like I drop two depth charge charges on top of them, and they're done. Or they're like, it's like hunting the Red October. Yeah, There's yeah. no one between. So then, I think it's going to become that niche area. As far as like the, the, the ship class itself, if they can somehow balance it, I, I think... It'll work fine. And th there are some pretty unique submarines I would like to see in the game, like the Surkouf and the I-400, mm -hmm. um, if they could be done properly, though. You, you said a key word there, though, balance. And yeah. I, I, look, we, we as players, well, my I as a player don't think they've got balance down right, but I don't know what the definition of balance is at Wargaming. And that that's probably something that we should consider they, they may think of balance differently from someone who's physically playing the game so i don't know yeah i, I don't think they've balanced anything well especially with siva interaction currently and we, we've been past a rework how many years and we we haven't seen anything for it no 
I'm very much in the same boat. And I think that you phrased it very correctly, uh, Mountbatten, when you said that it's kind of like CVs. A good CV will make you want to just shut off the game and kick your computer until it doesn't function. Because And, and I've, I've done it. I, I've been playing a lot of CVs lately. There's days where I'm like, I'm upset. I have a Kaga. I'm going to go make my problem somebody else's problem. <laughs> and you can do that. And a good submarine player is just as annoying as a good carrier player. And exactly the same th thing with bad submarine and bad CV players. You, like there was a Chakalov today who flew into all of my flat clouds, <laughs> called me something I'm not going to repeat on the podcast, and then, de and then left the game because he thought that his ship was unplayable. And but it, it, <laughs> but it's, it's those players. It's, it's those players that I get angry at in... In that there is every class is important battleship a cruiser and dds but because generally you'll get several two or three battleships two or three cruisers two or three dds you can you can minimize a loss of one generally and come back even if you yeah. lose one of each but having a submarine or two or a cv and if your one is someone who pressed battle press w um, the phone rang, he wanted to go take a dump, come back, he's dead, who cares? And the enemy sub gets 300k gay damage or the CV. Th those, you can't afford a loss of those vessels when the output from them can be huge. And if you get someone that just doesn't care or isn't good, it, it just, I get frustrated at that point. And I'm just dealt a bad hand, but why should we be dealt a hand like that at all? And what's really interesting is with CVs and subs, in both cases, you have to drop everything that you're doing to try and mitigate them. Yes. It's not like, where well, you know, I can, I can angle to four or five ships that are shooting at me and mitigate the damage, but a submarine, I have to stop what I'm doing, throw on the, the brake, go full left rudder, and even then I'm not sure if I you know, won't lose 20 or 30k, and same to, to CVs too. It, it, I think that I, I briefly said it last week when we when we were discussing CVs and stuff with our, our previous guests. The the just the gulf between having a good CV player on your team versus a lobotomite CV player is just it, it's day and night, and it's the exact same thing with submarines, which is why mm -hmm. I'm afraid. And I don't want, and I don't even want to say this because then, you know, I got to knock on wood or something, but I, I'm afraid that subs are going to come out in a state that is relatively similar to how they are currently. And we're just going to have another class where it's a lot of responsibility and a lot of potential power in the hands of a, a, essentially a random player. Because again, you, you can't. I can't go in, okay, this is, you know, gold matchmaking ranked. Everybody's going to at least have a brain. But why are there four Hindenburg showing broadside to a Thunderer? <laughs> oh, they're all dead. What happened? Why are there two Zows? You know, you can't, and I don't want to sound pretentious, I don't want to sound rude, but you cannot control your teammates. If you, you cannot. Can, exactly. If you have a bad DD, that's cool. He face-checks a minnow. That's crazy. You still have other DDs. If a sub gets face checked at the beginning of the game, odds are you don't have another sub with the with the sub pools that we've currently been dealing with. 
oh, your CB flies and eats all the flack at the beginning of the game? Congratulations. He's now puttering around with two zeros, missing three of their 18 <laughs> cylinders. It's great. <laughs> and it's, it's just very frustrating. And like I said, I'm afraid that subs are going to come out in, a, in the state that they are in now, and it's just not going to be good for the game. What's annoying is that a lot of the issues I'm seeing, they had mechanics for at the beginning of the test. Like the, 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 one of the most annoying things is the incessant pinging that the submarines can do. Oh, yeah. Because you think, well, okay, is the torpedo coming? Is the torpedo not coming? Can I keep sailing? Do I need to you know, drop what I'm doing? And like way early on, they had that mechanic where if you kept pinging, your detection kept increasing, but for some reason they took that away. And then, like with all the dive times, how they've been changing the dive times too. They had the battery mechanic before, where when you ping, you use battery. You adjusted your depth, you use battery. You sped up, you uh, slow down. Your, your your rate of battery usage would increase or decrease on that. And all these mechanics that could fix a lot of the problems that we're seeing now just aren't being brought back for some reason. They're just keeping it like in, incredibly simple from what was a pretty um, enriched mechanic. Uh, set at the beginning of the submarine test. So, I find I players, I find players that don't ping, they just come in and shotgun even from uh, even more because you don't even know it's there. Suddenly you've got four torpedoes coming in at you, yeah, and you're taking them. <laughs> just I'm huh. slightly more okay with that because at least it's like, hey, he's there. Hey, five other teammates, let's carpet bomb this guy. You know, because everyone's got the the um. Uh, but yeah, I, the, uh, yeah, the airdrops they can call thing. them, you know, a little rolling thunder mission there. For I, I find the better DDs aren't going in against three or four. They will pick off someone that is isolated, or yes. they will have a cruiser or a battleship two three Ks behind them as a sub. You don't, you, you don't really going to try and focus the sub when you've got a BB that's chasing you down as well. So. But the players are just sailing. I've seen on my team a sub. Oh, look, I'm pressing W underwater. I surface between six enemy ships. I'm dead. Ha, ha, ha. The other thing that, just to go back to kind of shotgunning, the torpedo interaction with subs and surface ships is still very... It, it feels unpolished. Because today, I had an instance where I saw the, the torps coming in. I turned i bcp'd the ping no ping no tracking and then the the torpedoes still turned to track onto the where the ping was and i still ate a mouthful of torpedoes oh, and, yeah. and the sub called me a silly boy you know there, there's there there's instances like that and that's not the first time that that's happened i i did that i did that last night where i was in a on my alt playing t5 bb i got pinged twice could see the torps coming in i dcp'd and I was turning out, and yet I still turned out to eat all three of them because just reasons. They were still turning. Yeah, and it's ah, <sighs> I've 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 got nothing for it. And that's something that I'm pretty sure they've changed because I distinctly remember beforehand, like when you would ping, in one of the iterations, the torpedoes would just like sell straight; they would stop turning. Um, so I guess they changed that. I mean, there's been so. Many it's hard to keep track of what was what. I still look. I won't grope too much about subs. I, I I still think for DDs or cruisers that have depth charges, they need to give you the option on the mini map or on on the, around your ship that you should see where your depth charges are going to go. You shouldn't load into a game and press G yeah. to see where your depth charges are going to go. Yeah, they they need to add in the 
radical for that too. I also think that like ship drop depth charges should be like a death sentence for a sub because like seven out of ten times when I've seen a DDR cruiser brave enough to actually go sail over a sub and try and depth charge it, they get blapped by the enemy team. They they the do they out. do. And my second issue on that is the enemy sub shouldn't be at max depth going at 35 knots away to avoid because they should be heard regardless by everyone over from either side of the Atlantic. But yeah. Remember th- those mechanics I talked about earlier? Cavitation mm. was one of those mechanics too. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I've already, I've already gone on my spiel about, about how noisy subs are. I, I, they, like, especially the, the, during this time period and how it's... I, I, I know the, that spiel again. I know it's an arcade game and so forth, and it's not a simulator. If I want a simulator, I'll go play something else. But the, if, I, if you were, it, the, the tactic was to go as quiet as possible and try and drift away. But we don't see that. So if your DD sacrifices himself, tries to go for that submarine, and the submarine goes dark, he can just sail off as quick as possible underwater uh-huh. and come back and strike. They, they should be able to, like, go zoom zoom maybe you know like like on the surface for sure and then like at uh maybe periscope depth maybe you know like let's say 80 percent of their speed once they go to like operational and definitely when they're deep down it should be at you know a maximum of like 50 50 percent of their speed yep oh well so yeah we, we're gonna see super well we've got super ships we're gonna see more indeed do we think they're good for the game i, I think super ships probably are not sure about how much funny buttons I can cop from Condé all the time. <laughs> Submarines, I don't think, are in a great spot. <coughs> Personally. I think if, if they extend the texture, like, going from, like, you know, tier 11, you know, tier 12, start adding, you know, some early guided missile cruisers, if they eventually segue into that, sure, because, you know, it's expanding the game. Yes. But um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the concept of, oh, you have a bunch of credits. Here, you get access to this super OP ship for this, uh, for this battle. You know? Well, it, it's funny you mentioned that. And um, if they put guided missile cruisers, or... sorry, Granny's gone quiet. Um, it's funny you mentioned that nope. about the the economy, because remember the super ships just made, cost a lot, cost run a lot, but then they bring out a clan base where you get an XP bonus from it. <laughs> All you can do then is take that XP and convert it to free XP. It's like, why, why even do that? If they put guided missile frigates or cruisers into this game, Mountbatten, I am going to leave the game. I don't want to get YOLO shit stomped. <laughs> some missile converted Cleveland or something. Do I, really I don't want that. Cause, mm, it's well, a, the, 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 they're buried in the files. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that. You know that. Well, yeah, I mean, I need to I mean, dig it back up. I'm not saying, no, it should be like a tier 12. Like, you know, if we're going to, you know, like modern day, then, you know, obviously there should be like tier, like, you know, what, like 14 or 15 if we're getting to the 80s. And there should be appropriate countermeasures, you know, give me, give me my sea whiz and stuff. You'd, you'd never you'd never see a drive by. The drive by would be at 15 kilometers as missiles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the drive by would be somebody fucking launching 15 like or like sixty granite cruise missiles at one person, and as all of the sea whizzes go active, all you know, it only stops half of them. You, you, you know, you know when you've got the bad player. 
when your your super ship goes broadside and there's like 12 missiles coming out from nowhere just to strike him from every direction. It's just a fuck. <laughs> How well, kind of like does the Yamato right stand up against? Yeah, that, that's that's actually what I was going to segue into, but I just thought it'd be really funny. How would the Yamato stand up to like 14 tomahawks? <laughs> it could have stamped to, to, to 14 uh, dive bombers. Well, well, 300 and something, but yeah. It's like yeah, Thunder, you, like if you if you build the, the high tier War Thunder right now, you know I'm just you know driving in my F4 th- that that's been you know reduced to a ground pounder now because you know what am I going to do against an F14? And I'm just you know driving and I'm just seeing you know uh, where, where the A9 is just like both ways across the map from you know 20 kilometers away or whatever. I was saying it was the same thing because they actually have guided missiles in War Thunder Naval. I don't know if you've gotten up there. One of the Italian oh, little what? Um, gunboats. Yeah, you didn't know. Oh no, my I god, didn't. it is it is incredible. I've one shot battleships in that thing. It is so goddamn funny. Oh my god. And and yet and yet you're gonna leave you're gonna leave Wales if they bring it in, but you're happy with it in War Thunder. Well yeah, because nobody plays it in War Thunder. But if people play it in Wales, the there's gonna be yeah. a lot more of them running around. That's fair enough. They did say they abandoned the idea fully because it, it just didn't work. So hopefully it does stay like that. But, you know. We will see. We will see. All right, moving on. Uh, we're looking at, finally, again, we're looking at the full release for the French cruisers for the alternate heavy line. Um, it, it took three patches, but we're finally there. We Players can now grind through the Sherberg, the breast. Yes, everyone, do, do, uh-huh. do your best meme on the breast or the triple breast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the Marseille. I actually think the it's it's a good line. It's it's nothing too overpowered. Um, it, I would personally, I'd love to see torps on them just as you're getting close because the slow rate of fire of the guns, even though they punch, they're, they're just guns. If you've got something like Carno, even though it's zippy, you, you'll know what I mean. It's they've just got guns, so you, you have to use your speed or your placement to always be in a position not to be at close range. Um, what do you guys think of these vessels? Marseille is fun. Marseille is a lot of fun. Um, I, I sent it a broadside uh, uh, GK on it. I don't know how that happened, but it did. But yeah, they're lots of fun. They're um, it's weird with the Marseille though. How it goes from having from what the Cherbourg and the Brest, they have the two quad turrets. The Marseille, you get the three triple turrets. Three triple turrets at the front, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. They take the French thing and kind of just throw it out the window for the Marseille. But I like them. They're they're, they're very fast, very maneuverable. It's a nice mixture of the mainline French cruisers and heavy cruisers and super heavy cruisers or, or battle cruisers. I think they did a pretty good job with their identity. I I, I agree, especially because we've we've got things like Strasbourg or we've got Dunkirk that have a similar play style. So I I actually completely agree. I think they've done really really well with this line, and overall they're fun to play. I really enjoy this line. The The Cherbourg is a little funny. It's a little quirky, but it's still a nice tier eight. Um, the breast just takes everything that the Cherbourg has and turns it up a little bit. And then you get to the Marseille and the Marseille. I feel like I can fight God in the Marseille. <laughs> I really, really enjoy the Marseille. The, the guns are great, as you guys have been saying. The concealment, I, I can't believe that none of you mentioned it. It's 11 kilometers. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's like there are there are cruisers with better concealment. So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying in my my Mosfa, you know, because this 330 millimeter gun cruiser has a, like a three kilometer concealment advantage on me. The yeah. Mosfa, ah, yes, we'll give it a big detect because of the radar and the really powerful guns. Five years later, something comes out with an even bigger guns <laughs> each hit <laughs> on your detect. Uh, there's there's no radar though for them, so I, I don't care. I bang around at forty knots. I get into an engagement I don't like. I run away. What's the destroyer gonna do? Run from me? Oh wait, the U boat. Oh, it's a, oh look, a gearing's chasing me. Have fun trying to catch me, shit ass. You're not going to. <laughs> well, that, that that is one of my statements. I still pick and choose your engagements wisely. It, you're yes. you're a battle cruiser, a heavy cruiser. You've got big guns, but you don't have the armor to just sit there and take shell after shell so pick and oh, choose yeah. pick and choose wisely uh, it, it's simple just don't get hit five head <laughs> like, like i said these cruisers are very very good at punishing other cruisers yes um once again i'm still seeing it i mentioned it when we first went over uh these cruisers i think back a few weeks ago four weeks ago again because yep. these things roll out over actual eons um but the there were a lot of people initially playing them like Jean Bart's. And it was weird because it was like the group of people that ground their way through the event or, or walleted their way through the event found out that you couldn't play them like Jean Bart's. Started oh, playing them you, you, you can, better. you can, but you have to know what caliber guns you're coming up against. Well, yeah, so, that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at. It's not like something where you can just, I point nose, I shoot, me move forward, me go backward. It works. Mm. Because again, if there's a battleship in front of you, uh, you're going to get punched in the mouth because at most 25 bow. And the, the initial group of people who got their hands on these French cruisers learned that lesson. And now that they're out, uh, people are getting them and having to relearn the lessons, yeah. um, which is, which is very interesting and very funny to see, but I, I cannot talk about how much I enjoy this ship. Uh, and the other thing is the, the camos that you were able to get through the event also look incredible. Um, they are very I really nice. want to mention that as well. The yeah, whites, the, the blues, the reds, the golds. Oh. Yeah, the, the gold trimming is... The, the French, I'm, I must say, out of all the nations, the original French um, Fleur de Lis, the ones that we got the Richelieu and all those, the French camos always seem to be really, really nicely done. Yeah. It's, it's not the like... Of Versailles? The, 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 the camos are all very, very over-the-top and gaudy, but they aren't like the Russian battleship over-the-top and gaudy, if that makes sense. Hey, hey, they're not gaudy like the battleship line. Who lo who didn't like that gold bling? Every time I see one of those vessels, no, I just I, have I to did. I'm, I am... I am... I love those camos, but a lot of people have said, hey, you know, they're a little over-the-top. But these are still over-the-top, but they don't seem to be that far over the top where it's a problem. Yep. And I really enjoy these, these ships and I love the camos. We haven't sold all your camos yet. Uh, I sold all of my non-premium camos. Yes. I then bought all of the super ships and I'm still, <laughs> I still have a hundred well, million credits laying around. We'll, we'll touch upon that in the economy section, but yeah, that, that is something that I find that most people have done. Oh, I've got my thunderstorm here. You can hear. Looks like a little. Are bit the of emus water attacking? Oh, that, that, oh, that's rain. That's okay. hail. That's uh, that's real. A... That's real rain. Not this. Not this constant dog. soft rain. That's a dog, like a dog running on hardwood. 
Yes, we were Australians where um, drop bears, snakes, spiders, and the women all tried to kill you, including the rain. Dense the rain. rain. The rain tries to kill you too. Um, finally, something I'm excited to see from the Royal Navy. Like their, their light cruisers were awesome. Their DDs were awesome. Their CVs went down a ditch, and the original BB line release was so so pathetic to have HE spam. I, I'm still bitter about that, but. We, we, we've got access to a new line of Royal Navy battlecruisers or battleships. It's going to go probably for three patches, another early release. Tier 4 through to Tier 8, you'll be able to get for early access via another early access currency of British tokens. Nothing new there. You can obtain 1,010 tokens free, and this will be enough to apparently obtain up to the T7 Rook and the Tier 8 Hawk Camo. So that, that's not too bad for a Perma Camo um, for a Tier 8. The St. Vincent and Duncan are obtainable for doubloons. The St. Vincent is um, 20,000 doubloons once you get all the bits and pieces. So that's a bit of whaling, and I've already seen a few St. Vincents out there. Duncan's um, is a 1,000 doubloons for 70 containers, but I know a few people have got it on their first drop. I don't think that's ideal. Um, gentlemen, hype for the line? Thoughts, impressions? What, what, what have you seen or what have you played in game of these boats thus far? I This is another line that I'm very, very happy to see. Uh, as uh, I'll keep this brief because I've already had this spiel. Um, I actually already have the, the tier 5. I have the Tiger. Tiger's great. Queen Mary's great. I'm it's loving not, It's not like the Tiger 59. Nope, it's better. Uh, so... I'm I'm very very excited for this line, and as I've said previously, um, I love the the Royal Navy. I love all of their building programs. Um, I'll, I'll hand it over to Mountbatten, who probably, judging by his name, has a few things to say about British mantle cruisers. I love that we got the G three, N three, and the J three designs in game. Mm. That is very nice. Uh, they 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 look ugly. I love them. And um, the playstyle, like I mentioned this earlier, when you can get into that medium range, like 15 kilometers in the Duncan with the AP, even though it's a short fuse AP, it really does like rock everybody's world because it still has 16 inch guns and um, the short fuse AP, especially on like the, um, the French battleships, the British battleships, ironically, and then the um, German battle cruisers, it just chunks the living crap out of them. Mm. And, it's it's wonderful. It's a very fun playstyle. They again, like what, what I mentioned with the um, French cruisers, they did a very good job of melding the flavor of the mainline into the split because you, you have the uh, short fuse AP. You have good fire chance on your guns, even though the rate of fire isn't as uh, quite as good, and you don't get the improved HE pins on the HE shells. But that does save the line from the current meta where you, you unfortunately have to sit back a lot at higher tier now and just kind of put around for um 10 or so minutes and just taking pot shots and the uh at least from my experience with the, with the duncan the guns aren't really accurate enough to hit consistently at like uh 18 kilometers plus and still get consistent damage consistent damage with ap but you switch over the h and that kind of takes care of the problem um but when you do get in medium to close versus medium to close range that's really where these ships start to shine from my experience and i i like the uh torpedo mechanic it, it looks incredibly goofy when you see the uh torpedo you know just casually drifting toward your target but um 
I like that they're bringing in the fixed torpedo tubes into the game, and hopefully more ships get this uh, mechanic too. I, I've really got to try like more. I've got to try more of that torpedo mechanic. I, I haven't. It is goofy. I've got. I've got to see what it's like. So I'm, I am looking forward to. I'm, I. I am not going to wail for any of these containers. Um, I might be old school because I played this since beta. I, I want to get to the rook at tier seven, and I just want to grind from there. I, I'm, I would have been happy with the tier six. Um, I, I like going through a line and learning what a boat can and cannot do. So getting straight to the 8, 9, 10 sometimes feels like some players won't know what the boat can do or the line and they, they're ready at those end tiers and they're just learning. So yeah. don't, don't don't try and get to... Unless you want a whale, feel free. I appreciate the support to the game, but take your time, learn the vessels. Mm, absolutely. I am disappointed that, at least not yet... Because this would have been the perfect time to introduce it, but a modernized Admiral class um, mm. would have been wonderful to add in this event. Besides, like the Collingwood, which isn't really a, a battle cruiser, but uh, like yeah, like a, a, a hood if it had survived the uh, Battle of the Denmark Strait, yeah. or just the Admiral in the modernized version. Because that that the plans for that look, it's a weird combination of 1920s and 1940s smashed up together. But it looks beautiful, like the uh, War Spider and the Queen Elizabeth does. I've played the Collingwood. Interesting boat. Um, slightly bigger, bigger guns than the Nelson. Doesn't get the super heal. Um, just as terrible armor. So interest, interesting boat as a premium. I, 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 we, we should probably do a review of it next week, Greeny. I'm, I'm not sure if it's one that you'd rush out and get that get though. The, the it gets the normal AP. It doesn't get the short fuse AP, so you have a heavier hammer of God from having you know sixteen inch guns at tier seven. Because yep. now it's like, oh, I can pin through your nose into your citadel now to most uh, tier seven and below battleships. But it does only have six guns, and then and like eighty percent of the six, time you yes. can only use four guns because the third one's hidden behind Correct. the Correct, and it's, it's actually. The, it's got slightly worse armor than the Nelson does as well, if such a thing is possible. Oh, the 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 Collingwood. Yes. Yeah. I there's not much that I see in that ship. Um, it had, I, I a, it had a main it. battery reload booster. Um, it does. It does. It does. Uh, but it's. I'm pretty sure it's. Let me just pull it up here to double check because I'm I'm pretty sure it's got. It's just got conch guns, right? Uh, yes, same caliber. Yes. Normal AP, not short fuse AP. Uh, Which also means you overpin cruisers a lot more. I was just going to say, you're getting a lot of overpens Mm -hmm. of that, and I think that it's going to have dual gun syndrome, where your your shells just aren't going to cooperate with you. They don't. I played it a little bit on stream on Friday. I I haven't haven't played it. This is all just me. I've played. I've played well, the guns. <laughs> the, the, the guns hurt, as you mentioned about um, T seven battleships. Um, I came up against one of your clan mates in Mister Mayhem. He was in the Florida. He was actually fairly angled to me, and I was still getting sits on his Florida at like max range. So I was quite oh, surprised. Florida. 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 Florida has um, no armor, so it's a Florida no, man. It doesn't. We'll call Mister Mayhem the Florida man to add to his titles. Actually, I even put his I'm, name upside down at the end of my uh, Hunt for Bismarck video so he could read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you I think if you're fighting stuff at tier like 
um, Colorados or any of those thick battleships that are just covered in light kind of plating. I think that you're, you'll really be able to do a number on them. Yep. But I, I don't, I don't really. Cool so, guns and, and the four nineteens. I'm just not feeling. I, I, I would be angry if I paid cash for this boat. Take it out for the first game, and you come up against two Georges. They're just going to have their way with you. <laughs> not care about your existence. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Wait, isn't it? Is it's just a Nelson hull, right? They didn't up the yeah. plating or anything. No. no. Oh, it's, so it's, it's actually it's actually it's, it's actually back. it's actually got worse plating from memory. Oh, so you just get dicked on by everything at the tier. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Don't no. no super I don't hill. think that. Yep. Not even an improved hill. Just a normal don't, hill. Don't buy it. I'm, I'm putting i mean yeah we can do research we can do a review for this but right now from what i've been hearing don't buy it no 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 See, you can't even buy it right now it's only in the random bundles mm. okay well then if you get it throw it into actually no keep it keep it because if you don't if you sell it you might get it again in a christmas <laughs> and the I'm only thing that, i can yeah. think of that's the worst that's worse than getting <laughs> one of these is getting two of these <laughs> That, that would be the worst. I could get a Leningrad, but instead I got a Collingwood. <laughs> you will see them out there. You will see them out there. But this patch... Now, this is rather contentious a little bit. I, I myself, am going to make another YouTube video on this uh, this weekend. But we have the economy changes for signals and camouflages. First thing I'm going to ask, even though it's not on the, it's on the agenda at the end... Most players that I have seen that have been asking for advice are selling all their renewable camos. So what I mean by renewable, ones that you can buy for 20, 45, whatever, 70, 90,000 credits. Because players have hundreds of these and they do nothing but pretty up a ship. Um, I recommend doing that if you're credit poor. Sell your hundreds of camouflages. Maybe don't sell the special ones that you can't get again for credits. Um, but thoughts on this uh, side effects of the camouflage I'm seeing a lot of naked vessels at all tiers now you, you can go first mount that and I think I've cut you uh, off like 19 times I, dude I teach freshmen you're fine um, but yeah I mean I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying the, like the event camos like if you got like 2000 new year streamer camos why keep it if it's not doing anything for you but yeah, I, I wouldn't sell like the camels you have to buy for dubs or anything like that. Um, and again, who knows what's going to happen in the future? You may wind up seeing another economic rework. So anything you pay like cash for, I, I wouldn't sell. But yeah, definitely for sure. If you're like me and playing this game for five years, I've been heavily participating in every event. I mean, I, I've got five thousand of some camos yep. that I've never used, and yeah. I kept it around because I thought, well, you know, who knows, one day I may not have a camel for a ship that I want, and it's a nice camel with some nice bonuses. Like, a lot of my Tier 5 ships have random camos on them because the bonuses were decent, and I think it, was, it wasn't until too recent that, it, that they started actually making premium camos for, like, Tier 5 and below ships, besides premium ships, so I kept them around for that. But, yeah, if you're hard yeah. for credits, there's no reason to keep them. I did find that there were there were only a few ships at tier five that you could either buy a permanent camo for or um, have earned one through an event. But yeah. if you don't own one now, you can buy a booster. I think it's nine hundred dubs at tier five for most of those tech tree ships, which is I, nice. I would yeah, it's, it's nice, but I, I wouldn't recommend newer players. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing it either because yeah. um, 
tier five you'll grind through in probably six or seven games just if you've got premium time don't do it but there's bots in those games now too that are so easy to farm damage off of correct so yeah I, i went that route i sold all of my camos i bought all of the super ships moduled them all up and i still have 150 million credits so yeah it's done I, well i i did keep 10 to 15 of each camo though because there's a few of the event camos that i like like i'm a sucker for the 40k camos so i kept all those i kept yeah. all I, I kept all of the unique ones i kept like like i said 10 15 of each i can throw them on during cots i can throw them on during tournaments it's going to be good fun you know, to throw it on then, but yeah, yep. in randoms, you, you just don't need camos anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss that because when I was in the div, this might be toxic. I'm going to put this out here. But if I saw someone wearing a Type 59 camo in um, oh, randoms, yeah, we, 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 we called them out and we focused them down early so they'd make no XP from that game. Oof. Yeah, I did the same thing. It's great. It's, oh, it's, you're, bru- you're... it's, brutal. it's brutal to admit, but we did it. Oh, you have confetti hanging from your from your fucking lines there. You're so many, you're running so many signal flags and economic flags. And oh, you have a Type Fifty Nine. Uh, eat my Kaga Torp plane, shit ass. <laughs> did either of you stock up on signals or camos prior to the patch, or did you just go with the flow and whatever you had? I, you uh, had. I bought a whole bunch using coal. Got the boosters. Sold the camos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I have like. They get like 5,000 of some signals and stuff. When you do YouTube for this game as a, as a second job, that tends to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't intentionally stock up or anything because I never really needed to. I, I will admit I spent about 50k on doubloons to get some perma camos. Like I got it for the Kobayashi, Roma, the King. Yeah, yeah. I, bought, I bought a lot of perma camos, for, for, especially a tier 10 if they didn't have one. So I bought one things like for the Audacious. So every ship had a perma camo. Um, I got one, I used my clan battle ranked rewards, um, to get one for the USS Black, because it has the higher, um, commander XP and free XP earnings, because now if you buy the same camo, you don't get the increased benefits. I made, I made like two or three videos encouraging players that, you know, if you want to make sure you can make credits on the new system, Kobayashi Key or Kobayashi Roma, that's the way to go. Or I think the National Camos too had like those crazy boosters on it as well. Yeah, some of them did. Um, I, I bought some steel camos as well. But one thing I was disappointed, and I like the Shimikaze has about six perma camos, and I've got about four of them. I was looking at buying the um, Waterworld one or something, Space one, and still eight thousand dubs. And I'm like, I've already got the bonus three or four times because I've got already three or four perma camos. Why would I want to spend now 8,000 dubs just for a cosmetic change when I've already got the economic bonus? I, mm-hmm. That, that um, I don't get. I, I'm not going it, to do it, but I don't get why that's the case. Well, that's, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the new system, you know, you just buy the bonus and then you can mix and match. You can, mix and ma- you can mix and match the camos, but to buy a camo I'm missing still costs 8,000 doubloons. Really? Really. Wow. I, I thought, huh. look, if, if you buy a economic bonus and then they let you buy the perma camo for 200 doubloons, so if you bought a T10, 4,800 for the bonus. Now, I haven't done this because I already have all my bonuses on my T10s, um, and then you get the first perma 
camo fairly cheap but anything post that for a cosmetic change was still like five or eight thousand doubloons and i was like oh yeah no that that that's that shouldn't be that makes no sense why because it, it doesn't do anything now no it doesn't looks neat you well, only need to buy one economic bonus it's not like you're gonna if, stack multiples if you go look at and this is part of a video that i'm working on for the next week um a lot of games are like that, where it's like, here's a skin. I was like, okay, cool. This looks like a cool outfit, like in PUBG. How much does this cost? Oh, 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, why? <laughs> they, they, well, because they, you look they cool, make so, Mount Batten. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Uh, and um, I started playing PUBG again for that video. And fun fact, my channel was started as a PUBG channel, not a Water Worships channel. <laughs> Don't go watch those videos, please. Um, All right, but, yeah, yeah. just lost a subscriber. Sorry. I hate PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> um but then, then don't watch tomorrow's video um but um oh. yeah like like the, the the cosmetics the skins the, the 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 emotes and stuff so many companies make like absolute bank off of these items oh they do provide no in-game value besides Mo just cosmetic but and see, i guess they're wanting to get into that now PUBG's fine. You, you, you can, if you run around with a female chick and you buy a lacy see-through bra to run around in, that's fine. I have an issue with some of these camos being 8,000 dubs because I can then disable viewing other people's ones via my port. So if I've spent eight grand on a camo, I want some other person to see it. But if they've disabled it, I just come off as a gray ship. Like with the, uh, like by the Israel lane commanders, but then they, you know, they have national voiceover plus turned yep. off. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, if you've still got the, I don't even know which which anime series, but if you've got that cat that screeches, my god, you never want to play with that on your boat. <laughs> so the the economic changes, uh, I I there's good and bad. Um, there's good and bad. The credits is great. Um, uh, the economic bonuses, I think. The explanations in the end were a bit thin. They did a good job of explaining what we got in the old system to the new system. But where I think they were thin on is how to get like how to get those um, bonuses. So previously to get Zulu flags, which are twenty percent credits cost twenty flags cost four thousand eight hundred coal. Under the new bonus system I get 10 bonuses for 20% credits. They cost 4,800 coal. So that costs twice as much coal to get the same bonuses as it did previously. So th there are a few like that. So it, it's gonna—it's not going to hurt everyone, those that are credit rich and so forth. But um, th there's a few pros and cons that was snuck in that people didn't see coming, I think. Yeah, I think probably why they cost more is because if you do perform like e even averagely well, you still make more credits than before, and that's probably why if I'm having to take a stab at it, and I could, would, would imagine they may not have wanted to deal with the backlash of straight up saying, "Oh yeah, this costs twice the amount now for the same amount of." That they may they may not, but um, I've and this is one thing that I'm going to highlight in my YouTube video for the econ economic changes because I did this from a clan battle perspective. Because mm -hmm. if you're aware, you used to earn a lot of free XP when you ran certain camos and combination of flags. 
under the new system, um, you're maxed out at 73.50 at all your bonuses. You don't get a first win bonus. And under the old system, you could still make the mid 20s to 30s on free XP. The new system is under 20,000 free XP. 18.250, I think I had it capped at. So 10% um, plus could be lost and it's it's just the way they've changed the, for the base XP and so forth and how it's all calculated. So I think we're shafted on a few things that we just flew under the radar. Well, from my experience too, the XP grind in this game was never really the main grind. The, the credits grind was always the, the big grind. Um, it, it, it was early on, especially if you're going yeah. down two or three lines, every time you're going to get a new boat, especially 8, 9, 10, there goes 20 million credits, another 10 to 15 to outfit it. And once you have most of the lines, your credits just go up forever. Yeah, and they seem to be really focused on, on, on credits, especially now, because they, they still give you like the, the crazy boost to the XP with super ships, but you can't, you can't bring those costs down anymore on, on, on any ship, let alone super ships. Yep. Um, that seems to be what they're focusing on. Yeah. Um, we did see some another change. The container barge had a change. Um, the drop chance per container has been added in game, so you can see what you get per container. Um, the limit for containers to store has been up from one hundred to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and an ability to rather than just opening all. So, if you have ten resource ones because you're grinding on the day, then you buy ten Christmas ones. If you only want to open your Santa crates. You can now go and select which ones you want to open at once. So I, I actually think that's a nice change. Yep, I do, I do too. Um, and I got to use that a little bit when I was um, I forgot what, uh, what I was getting, but it, it's a nice quality of life improvement. It is. It, it's small, but it's it's something that's a bugbear. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it was just a small bugbear. But look, any UI interface changes can be better. Something that's not on the agenda. Um, have either of you noticed that the game feels more crisp and is a little bit running smoothly whilst actually in the game? Uh, yes. I mean, like, it's... As, in terms of smoothness, I mean, I, um, my monitor's only uh, 75 hertz, so... Yep. Um, I can't see anything above that. But I'm not sure if they went ahead and added, like, the 4K textures and the new lighting engine to more maps, but I think they did. Because there's some times where I'm in battle... And I, um, I'm sitting around, and then I just look up from whatever I'm tunnel visioning on, and I'm like, "Wow, this looks good." <laughs> I think they, I think they have. Even I've noticed that. Like I, I run at 144 hertz, and the game looks bloody amazing at times. Yeah, then you remember this is like a what is it, seven, eight year old game now? Yep. And it's like, huh? Yeah, it, it's getting to be like to where World of Tanks. Like I, I can't distinguish like old water tanks from new water tanks with how much they upgraded that engine's uh, graphics and stuff. It seems to be we're, we're almost there. Once they go back and you know remaster some of the uh, older ship models, then I think we'll, we'll fully be there. But yeah, it, it looks a lot better. Yep. Um, we're back at Ranked as well. Ranked, the new season has opened. It's 6v6 this time. Um, tier 10, which isn't a popular... I don't mind. I, I love Tier 10, but a lot of players liked having different tiers because so much contents done at tier 10 uh, for bronze you can get up to a thousand steel if you rank out for silver it's um sorry and 200 dubs so 800 steel for bronze and 200 dubs apologies for ranking out silver it's a thousand steel and 600 dubs which is actually pretty good that's including the rank one reward 
gold is 1200 steel and 800 dubs but they've increased the number of stars in gold because obviously even though there's no save a star mechanic enough people ranked out in the last one we've we've got some new maps as well atlantic fault line trap land of fire northern lights okinawa trident loop warriors path and haven personally I'm stoked to see Okinawa and Atlantic. I've really played Atlantic. It was a loss because my Musk for Sale broadside to an incomparable, but that's another story. But um, I actually think it's good that they're putting up different maps that are much maligned, like Okinawa in randoms people don't like. But look, looking at the placements of those capture points, I actually think it could be a good clan battle map. Or not clan battle, ranked map. You guys, thoughts? Not caring about ranked? Um, I don't play too much ranked because I'm a, I'm a teacher and there's only much, so much head bashing that I can take every, uh, every so often. Um, but you know, ocean ranked map win. <laughs> I think you're actually looking at this from the wrong perspective. As a teacher, you shouldn't be the one doing the head bashing. What you should do is every time a student, you know, cuts you off or, or a student does something wrong in a classroom, you use tie them down to a chair and make them play World of uh, Warships Ranked. In, this uh, in this might League. be an idea. This might be an and they idea have to play that. until they get a win. So that, that's what that's obviously what Greenies, the math teacher, does to him when he fails something. Makes him play yep. CV. He makes me play CVs until I break a thousand damage. <laughs> um, no, this, I, sorry, go. I was just going to say, I still don't play all that much ranked um whenever i do i've been playing a little bit more of it but whenever i do the teammates make me mad <laughs> so yeah. i i just usually get burnt out and then i just run divs or i'll go play another game the, the uh, ship cause... selection makes me mad like it, it's mm -hmm. tier 10 and the amount of times i see zows on either team that just get collapsed broadside why do you, you bring you... out well, the funniest like... exchanges that, that I've ever had in, in gold rank, because I got to gold once, and I had that problem where, yeah, people were just like running Zows and Elbings. And, it, you know, I'm just sitting there, and somebody was like, why the F did you bring a Zow, you moron? And he was like, well, I'm, the, I'm a very good, good Zow player. I spent a lot of time in Zow. Stay in your lane. Let me play my ship. I'm like, okay, good Zow player. All right. And then he gets one tapped by a GK. And we're like, okay, so you, you, you made a statement earlier in the game. Uh, wasn't that factual because you went within nine kilometers of a GK and then decided to turn out instead of... He was, he was trying to top him. Yeah. And yeah, so I just, I, after that, I think I, I uninstalled WoWs for two days. And then <laughs> I just, I came back and I was like, ranked is stupid. I'm not touching ranked. And it's just so funny because you'll, you'll hear... A whole bunch of people rank. This is where the, the men are made, the true champions of World of Warships. And then you look and it's, no, it's not. It's, 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 I, I need to be put into a padded cell to play ranked. Mm -hmm. It's just not a fun game mode. Well, for me, it's like, well, god dang it. All the DDs are dying, so I gotta play DD now. Oh, well, now all the battleships are dying. I gotta play battleships now. But now all the cruisers are dying. I, it, I just can't. I'm not a hive mind. Yeah. The most I, depressing thing is just when you look up and you see somebody has like 800 games and ranked, and you're just like, mm, we're, we're in silver, buddy. Um, 
Let's hope that's just like overall. Let's hope that's just not for this season. Oh, 200 games this season? Oh, and we're in silver three? Okay. All right. That's a psychopath if they have more than like a, a how. You, 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 I can, you I, I can oh, have fun, Lobotomite. You, you, you never got to gold and saw Oznob with two to 3,000 games. <laughs> no, that no. Slicer, too. Slicer gets something. <laughs> The bane of D Square's existence, slice. We, 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 we who like there are multiple people that get to gold and silver, and you, you sometimes fire up matchmaker monitor and you just go, okay, I'm in, I'm in silver three two blah blah blah. I've done sixty games. I'm doing two, not too bad, seventy percent. What the heck? The, the the season's been up for five days and you've done nine hundred games in this boat at thirty percent. And how are you with this league? And you're telling me how to play my ship two minutes into the game? Oh. You, got you but, need to just learn uh, to be quiet when the adults are speaking, young. Man. I I, I, w- I won't <laughs> even tell you the amount of times I've got screenshots and I I, I don't care if it's toxic, but if you're not a great player, please for the love of God, in rank, don't go. Oh, let's do B to C. It's a solid tactic. If we all do it, we'll win the game. Oh, the one ship going to the other cap. You've cost us the game. We're all going to lose. I, like- I don't. I don't need Bismarck, best BB ever, telling me how to play my destroyer. Please, just stay in your lane of playing battleship poorly. Just, just. I need you to stay alive. I need you to be a, a hit point sponge, and I need you to just shoot things. Oh, you yoloed in, and you got torp rushed by a by a Japanese destroyer. Oh, okay. Oh, it's my fault. I was 20 kilometers away. What a shame. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it just... Look, rank, ranked is something that we'll touch upon <laughs> in another episode. But for those that want to know, uh, the save a star, if you haven't really worked it out, you still save two stars in bronze on the losing team, one star in silver, and there is no save a star mechanic in gold. And just to reiterate, they have increased the number of stars you need to rank out in gold for this season. And we're moving on to a new segment. We have a segment called Ships We Hate. And, but one of our viewers, Edward, has decided to ask us of ships we love. Looks like we've all put down some tier 10s. Because even though I have ships I love at all tiers, tier 10 is predominant one. But um, Sea Lord, what is a ship you love and why do you love that vessel? Well, that would be the Grosser Curve first. And anyone who has glanced at my channel should be able to answer that question for you. Um, it's a, a ship that it's got 12, 16 inch guns at tier 10, which doesn't sound like much, but you know, good old German AP. And it's a ship that despite being out of the meta for like the past three years, I still do well in. Um, it's just such a, a massive ship that it gets farmed down constantly that it shouldn't be able to do as well as it does, but it still does. I, I also have like, 900 battles in it that may have something to, something to, to do with it <laughs> um but yeah just good old-fashioned gk original tier 10 brawler um and it's also kind of weird seeing more game introduce even better brawlers like like with the schlieffen now mm. and see that eclipse gk but yeah I, I still love it it's just a ship that i always fall back on when i just need a a, a match to just you know go well I- if you want something different, take it out in ranked, actually, 6v6. I took mine out the other day on stream. I did over 240k. The secondaries yeah. are just chewing up other BBs, and the guns still hurt. Like, it in was... a 6v6 format, it is pretty playable. The base 32mm pin on the secondaries is great. You, you know, you don't the... have to go into IFHE. And with Lucians, too. I think it's oh, my God, with Lucians. It's, it's 
take it to another level because you, you just feed the secondary gunners meth once you get a hundred hits. So <laughs> there they go. All right, we're putting something new in our coffee for our, our secondary gunners. What is it? It's it's crack. We're putting crack into their <laughs> actual cocaine. Yes, but yep. But it you it's very funny because I my Kerfurst was my first year ten battleship. I still enjoy playing it, although I hate the rear turret angles, and I will die on that hill. They're terrible. But even though they have like another like what play. ten degree they can go, and then the working yep, refuses no, to it's allow just, it. No, no, there, there's the stops here. Eat shit. Mm. But it, it was just funny because you you hit the nail on the head. Kerr first was tanky. Me 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 move piece forward. Me me go forward. BB, and it was just fun to kind of brawl and or, or you know even play it a little bit more conservatively. And it, you know, it was a good fun ship. And then they put the Schlieffen into the game, which just does everything better. But I still find myself going back to the GK. Well, the Schlieffen it's, takes a lot of damage. Sorry, sorry, to cut you off. Yeah. Say a lot. No, you can get you good. Well, that, that's what I was about to say too, because GK is a ship that you can just, you know, mm, return to monkey W key. What is this? <laughs> no W key. But also, it, once you become a better player, you can come back to it. And like a GK that knows how to angle and not get the crap slapped out of it is probably, like, one of the most annoying ships, except for, like, the Kremlin, to try and kill. It's a brick shithouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. once you figure out that, oh, look, the it, you know, it has these armor slats that, you know, just is a giant middle finger to, you know, 18.1 inch and above guns that you can just sit there, angled, and just go, ha, 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 no, you're not killing me. And it has hydro that a lot of players don't realize, you know, yep. the thing, the button that allows you to not eat all the torpedoes that you need to use more. I, I, it's still confusing, you know, a ship with six kilometer hydro still eating a wall of torpedoes. You gotta remember by itself. that the pro the pro move is to pop your hydro after you eat the wall of skill mm-hmm. because then it takes two minutes mm-hmm. for those torps to come back and by yeah, then and your then hydro's runs down. Before the, the next rack comes your way. <laughs> Uh, but G- GK GK is a fun vessel. I'll I'll agree with you on that. It's an awesome vessel. Greeny, what's your favorite boat? I put down my favorite tier ten destroyer. Uh, the, the, incomparable. The, I was going to say the MVR because you love CVs, but no. No, the incomparable. This is my favorite steel ship. I got it when it came out. I got it because he he ha ha guns. I I love it. The amount of horse shit that you can get yourself into and get out of this and get out of in this ship is so much fun. The speed, speaking of crack, we'll go back to that for a second. The speed, the fact that I'm able to do close to 40 knots in a battleship is incredible. Because I'm a lunatic and I put swift and silence or brisk or whatever that skill is. It's 1 a.m. Cut me some slack. And with that, the speed flag of the speed boost, I'm doing 40 knots. Goodbye. It, 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 the disengage potential with this thing is great. You also have 10.8 concealment, or 10.6. So, yeah, a lot of people take a look at it. Go 17, 6-kilometer gun range. That shit. Oh, I can get to within 10 kilometers of something before engaging, if I choose to. And you can slot uh, range on if you want that little bit more range. I went with reload because 25 and a half second reload on these guns is good. Mm. You have torps, you have hydro, you, it's just a really fun ship. The other thing that is interesting is I know that everybody 
you know, it's an easy ship to slap. But if you're angled properly, it can be a very difficult ship to, to stick damage to because you, you have a 50 mil deck. You have a 102 millimeter upper casemate. You have 152 lower casemate. You have a pseudo kind of icebreaker on the bow here. It does go all the way to the bow, but you have 102 millimeter plates and a, and a 127 millimeter plate. You can bait a lot of people into shooting the bow area underneath the turret. And congratulations, you're hitting six inches of armor. You know, and if it's properly angled enough, it just bounces off. Sure, if you show broadside, you'll get gassed by a Russian cruiser, uh, <laughs> any, anything like a Moskva and above. But it, it, it just offers so much playstyle and, and so much, it, it just breathes life into a playstyle. And it's just very fun for me. It breathes life into the game. Don't forget it's Torps if someone really wants I, to go do a drive by. It wasn't. That's why I call it my favorite tier 10 destroyer. <laughs> It is. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It, it's such a. And I released a video talking about it, um, and the title was "The Ship Is Dumb" because it's it's so dumb, but it's so great. We ran it in CBs for a while, and I had one of my favorite interactions with it in CBs. I'm just you know sprinting down the flank, and I get radared because you know I'm, I'm I'm out spotting other cruisers, you know, because why not? Ten point eight kilometer or ten point six kilometer concealment, and it's uh, um. Stalin and a Kremlin, and the Kremlin goes to shoot me, and because the ship moves at forty knots and has a decent rudder shift time, he, he the Kremlin shoots me, and everything bounces. And I saw in the turrets, I could see the eyes of the man, and he died on the inside. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you, you can't kill it now. It's not going to. You're not going to reload before I close into torpedo distance. Oh yeah, I got twenty-inch guns on top of that too. The other thing is, I love how comically large the turrets are. It just looks like it shouldn't, it shouldn't float. Yeah, it's it's a big <laughs> long war canoe, and then you get to the turrets, and it's like, who the fuck put a house on these barbettes? <laughs> what is this? And and it's exactly like what you said. You it's 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 like the jokes about like Florida man or like somebody just cracked out on heroin running at you. It, it, it he's gonna get to you. You can try and, and damage him in the meantime. He has a super heal. Well, not not a super heal. He he has a a, a better heal. There's forty heal. knots, and he has torpedoes. It's it's literally just get like getting rushed by a crackhead on the street. It's great. I love it. Uh, it I think is. that's what the average Londoner's experience is too. <laughs> <laughs> except except for that shocking yellow camo that they brought out for it. I love that camo. Do you want to know why? Because even with that fucking OSHA fucking orange hazard tape camo you still get 10.6 concealment because it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter because it's great i love it yeah put neon pink on my camo who gives a shit i don't care uh gr green <laughs> greenies on a bender but my boat for a boat that i love this week is the one of the originals um not oh, uh, not the original original but came out soon after launch the Minotaur, the T-10 Royal Navy light cruiser and of course a radar version um, I run it with uh, steering gear mod 2 so that way my detect is rather than conceal so my detect is 10-1 rather than the 9 but it's still rate, nearly stealth radar you literally turn like a very quick DD so if you're charging in anything you can angle in as they fire to bounce those shells that come in on your nose it's got two sets of 10k torps per side. It's got high DPM. The shells are awesome. Your hydro radar, super heal. What's not to love about that boat? There's, it's another really good boat. 
It's uh, granted, it's not one that I've gotten. Unfortunately, my think meat is too small to adequately utilize a Minotaur and play it to its strength. Um, but it, it's it is a fun boat whenever I play it. Um, Torps are great. The stealth is great. The guns are great. Uh, the only problem is something breathes on you, and yeah, you just get overmatched because you have like tier one plating. But uh, I, I had to, I played a random game with the minute Raider Minotaur the other day, and a Sherman. Sherman was taking a cap. He was at ten k nine eight. He started smoking a radar, and he just sits and he smoke nose in. I kill him, and he goes, how long does that radar go for? And I think it went for about 55 or 58 seconds, and he goes, that, that is broken, but it's like... I was more surprised that someone isn't aware how long the Royal Navy or the Minnow radar can go for. If you're a DD, if you're caught out, you get absolutely clapped. I think that a lot of people, when they think of long-duration radars at Tier 10, they don't think of the Minnow. No, they, they think of the they think of the Des Moines, and then they yoinked the Des Moines radar, or they they didn't yoink it. It's just not the ten years that it used to be. So people see a minnow, they're like, okay, he's running smoke because it's randoms, and then you get in and then you radar them. They're like, oh god, oh fuck, oh god, oh fuck, I'm seven kilometers from you. Oh god, oh fuck, <laughs> it's it's chasing me. Oh god, oh fuck, it's right behind me. It's going thirty four knots. Oh, I cannot run it. Oh, I'm dead because it's ten six inch guns on a. 0.2 second reload or whatever the reload is. That's like running a radar, Ed, and no one expects yeah. it as a tier 8, and when you no. absolutely clap DD. And that, they go into smoke at like 6 or 7Ks from you and try and start farming a BB. It's like, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, when I see Don't a you... Minotaur that doesn't have a smoke screen and I'm in anything that isn't like a heavy cruiser, I, I just hit Q a couple of times and go in the other direction. Yep. <laughs> It's interesting. Look, uh, that, that's a boat I love. I love applying it. Um, smoke's just as fun, but having the extra glass cannon of giving you another tool in your belt of removing DDs with the radar, you can open water. That's why I do the steering gear rather than the conceal and... Um, <coughs> yeah, and reload. Always reload over range. That's for me. Very the few T10 vessels I'll do as range. The other thing I'd like to add is the fact that it has what I'd argue the second best space camo. The <laughs> now don't don't buy it now because it's three thousand two hundred doubloons. So what is the and best I mean, space camo? Moskva, Moskva camo. Mm, disagree. I like the GKs because you can see the uh, they, they open up the hangers and you have like a bunch of like the. I forget what the like fighting. drone model they is. Yeah, it's got it's got like got, got like the um, what is it? It's it's the drones from Ace Combat Seven, but like they they actually exist in, in the in the real world, and you can just like see into the hangar. Like I like little details like that, but it is cheeky, and I am incredibly biased. So, but but Moskva exists. The Moskva camo. It's true. Moskva camo is pretty clean. It's the red. It's got the black. It's got the fire. It's got the. That's laser true. Guns the color now. combination is kind of second to none. It, no. it is. What do you mean, nah? Nah, not, not for Moscow. If we're talking camos here, I'm going to go 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 back to Sea Lord's GK, but put the Megatron Transformers camo. That that is all of a the good camo. New, news flash, Green's hot takes. All of the Transformer camos are bad. I don't like any of them. That, thank what? you for coming to my TED talk. What? What? We need a new co-host. Applications. Oh, can... <laughs> <laughs> they hated the me because they said the, the uh... truth. Yeah. 
the uh, the the turpits and the and the Palmer and black camos are pretty. Hot. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah, they're they're crisp, but the a lot of the event camos are pretty good, and then a lot of the event camos are just actually the yeah. opposite. Com- completely random. And Greeny, I'm sorry, you probably won't get to your history segment uh, this week. Um, it's it's what four months off. What would you like to see as the new set of four or five ships with a black camouflage for this year? Uh, Obviously, they have I to think be it, tech. They're not tech tree. They're premium vessels, but they're not steel vessels. That they're regular, just premium vessels. And like they used to be all tier eight, but now they've gone to nines and um sevens and buying the previous year crates can still net you rare vessels that are unobtainable now like alaska b or massachusetts b or sashio b uh, i i well sorry you go i'm still i'm still chugging yeah well i'm chugging in process uh i wouldn't be surprised if like georgia would be one because mm. that's a ship that many a player would very much like to get um, God, Georgia um, Black. Yeah, Con- Congress. Oh, don't see many Congress well, out Congress there. Congress is still available. Yeah, we see a lot of Congress in the next uh, clan battle season. Oh yeah, a, a lot um, of these vessels, like we got Shan Horse Black, that's still available. John Bart's no longer available. Um, no, but he's he John Bart Black in the he's John Bart in Black. The um, I I'd love to black? see. Yeah, mine's black. Uh, wait, is there one? Actually, no, because I wouldn't no, play. Not, it, I have the forty k black, or the, the I have the not the forty k black. I have the forty k mines. Yeah, maybe black black. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that, that's oh, it's for coal <laughs> now. It used to be for steel, but you could buy it for the. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. It's it's generally premium ships, like we get Sims or Sharnhorst, and so I'm just trying I think to think. would be good, but I also think unobtainable. That, yeah. I don't think they'd bring it back for. Did they? I don't want to say something like that, but something like that. What would it's make a, a lot of people happy would be Enterprise Black. Oh, that. Oh would. yeah. Or Hornet Black. Yeah. I actually but don't mind Hornet. Hornet. You still can, like but that. you. A lot of these black vessels you could always get at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not right. saying that they all have to be that. But I'm, I'm just thinking like the ones that I've seen players ask for. I think a, a war spite black would be nice, but that's just because I love the war spite. The, like wars, the, wars, the war spite is a great vessel. I love it's the fucking war spite. Required that you have to like the war spite. Love the war spite. I think that'd be good. I think we're probably going to see for a tier seven, we might see a California black. Oh. I think that might come back, but it's a California. And Actually, once again, Greenies top tips. No, don't get it. Oh, no, California, I, California I will disagree with. I, I had issues with it, but I spoke to um, Puddin, and mm. um, he gave me a good bit of advice, and I, I actually get really high damage good wins into California now. It, it is a solid boat when you learn what its strengths are. But and my, I, my, my I thing is, why not just get Arizona, one tier lower, same guns? Um, that's true. That is true as well. Uh, Cal- mm. Yeah. Want to know would be good? Makarov Black. Bring back the no. Makarov. Don't bring back did, the Makarov. Everyone, did everyone get one a couple of Christmas? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now oh, you can oh, get yeah. another one. <laughs> I, I was excited because it was one of the few premiums I did not own, and it was never for sale. And it was it was so I was so wrapped. I got one, but then yeah, the Makarov. It was yeah. What was, was for sale? 
it was no it was never for sale after its initial release it, it took him it took him what years to get and then i got oh, mine through yeah. a, a christmas crate it's like marblehead when i first started playing the game i saw people with marbleheads or marblehead lemurs no idea how they got those boats and i was so envious because it was something i could not procure the one thing i really hope we don't see though is like an okachov black or like a, a, a pea bag a peter Bergration black just those anemic have we have we seen have, have we ever seen a Soviet vessel as a black vessel? Don't mm, no, I don't. I if if it's been American, have... Japanese, and German. Yeah, it's been it's yeah. predominantly been American, Japanese, and German. I just don't want another version of the Okachov. We we saw the Yoshino as a tier ten as a black. Um, contentious, I must admit. Imagine having a Marso black though. Uh, I don't know. Just weird black. That's right. That's a special ship now. I forgot about that. But yeah, I don't, yeah, though, like that's, it's odd. That's and actually, my machine one that we're gonna get. The it's like it's Cabaros a cool ship. You get it free. And they put it in the Black Friday event. That's just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But no, that 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 was contentious just because it was a tier ten and saying, "Oh, you've played ten games of World of Warships here. Yeah, buy a tier ten and yeah. play." You know. A, a, a high it, look the cruiser can work it can do great damage it can carry games oh, it's a great but boat it's, yeah. it, it's a high skilled boat it's not something that you can just go as i'm a lennon i push forward shoot guns ha 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 oh lennon black that would be another way especially with the tier eight tier uh, eight clan battles maybe becoming a more regular thing oh, lennon black tone black having a hybrid cv cruiser the some of the weirdest things though Going circling back to the the Cabrosk and the GK, I really felt you know that scene in Saving Private Ryan at the end of the movie where Private Ryan's looking down and then it turns into him looking down at the grave of Tom Hanks. That's yeah. how I felt yeah. when a few of the people in the Bonks community asked if they should buy a Cabrosk or a GK. That's just oh. how I felt. <laughs> oh, I just remember sitting there. I was like, back, back in my day. Do you know what you should have told him, Green? You should have said, nah, nah, don't buy it, but buy it for coal or doubloons when it's in the armory. I just said, I was like, why? You don't have one? No, I didn't grind the line. <laughs> oh. Okay. Why? There, there are many people that don't. They don't enjoy BB, so they won't go down their line. Those lines. Same with D. Like a lot of BB or cruiser players hate destroyers, and they will have never gone down. Maybe more than one destroyer line. Like, what you are you talking about? It is. A, it's, a, it's a cruiser. It's a Cabarrosk. It is a cruiser, but to get to get there, like yeah, I know. I, I remember how much I, I loved the Ognavoy, the trash can. I actually loved. My Soviet DD of hate was the Minsk. I struggled with that for so many times. Yeah, Minsk, Minsk was a little bit of a toss-up. Augie, I, I enjoyed the Augie boy. Um, trash can, all of those are good. The, both of the tier 9s are good, and both of the tier 8s are good. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the Royal Navy premium tier 8 CV? Maybe we should get a black version of that. Alabama, no, no, Alabama B. We need a black Alabama. Yeah. Oh, I don't need I don't need more Wows boomers who <laughs> see an Alabama buy it because it's American, sit at the back of the map and get five thousand damage. No 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 no. I don't need that. I that's one of the biggest gripes I have with the Azure Lane ships is the fact that it gives access to a lot of the tiers 
and a lot of people buy them because he who who booba ship, and, <laughs> and you just have uh, somebody who has fourteen games and an Azure Lane Azuma sitting at the back of the map, but and they you, don't know how to go forward. You you would be surprised at the cross collaboration. Like um, uh, someone from who was in my clan is Triple C Mabuki was telling me that he only started playing at World of Warships because he played Azure Lane. Didn't even know this game existed. But because of the cross-collaboration, he started playing World of Warships. And I, I, I reckon it's actually probably been pretty good content for Wargaming for WoWs to get players into the game. I, 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 good, I can see that. It's good for to get players into the game. I don't want those players getting in at Tier 10 after they spend $100 <laughs> on the booba boat. That's that's my main issue, and I have the same I have the same issue with a lot of the events that have any premiums above tier eight. My oh, ARP eight. Yamato mocks you. Yeah, yeah ARP <laughs> Yamato. All of those higher tier, and when I say higher, I mean just above tier eight premiums that are event based, that are just a reskin of a tech tree or a reskin of a premium ship, because with those events they draw in a shitload of people and. They buy a boat, they play two games, wow, this sucks, I don't know what I'm doing, and then they leave, which is good for the the bottom line of a company, but it's bad for me when I have to rely on that person to do something. Yeah, it's like, Ah. most of the promotions they give out, like, tier three or, like, I think, like, most of the normal promotions, like, that they, you know, get some random YouTuber to do, you get a tier three, maybe a tier five boat, but then, like, ooh, money, you know, gotta get that tier nine boat in there and get that $100. But also, some, some of the crossovers are just strange now, like, Hot Wheels? Yeah, I didn't get that one. I, I, the like, Hot Wheels didn't click. The, what what was like, the big lizard one? Godzilla King Godzilla. Godzilla. Where oh, the God, fuck does that factor into naval history? Dude, Who okay, the okay. fuck connected those no, dots? I like Godzilla. I like Godzilla. I like, Who doesn't like Godzilla? I'm yeah. Team Big Monkey. I just don't want Big Monkey on my boat. Well, he's not, even though he paid $80 for the camo. Um, but, but, but then, like speaking about that, what's really strange, like Warzone had their collaboration with Kong and and Godzilla, like a, half a year after the movie came out. It's, it's so weird how this Look, works. I, I like the collaborations early on where we did or Wargaming did it with the movie Dunkirk. We even had an operation, like for the movie, that, where we had Operation that was Dynamo. Incredible. That was. Oh, I wish. Sense. I yeah. wish we got Operation Dynamo back. That Jeez. was such an iconic operation. That, but I, 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 yeah. I expected the operation or something to go with the movie midway, but we we, we never got one. Like, well, I, there's so many good missed opportunities. I think here. And I there. want those. Making, I want all those operations to come back. Please, War Gaming, just give them to me, please. Turn them. I to want on. cherry blossom. I want all of but, them back. Don't give me the see, same five ones for ten years, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me, you're not tired of playing Killer Will? Ah, yes. Honey, it's time (laughs) to go play Narai. Let's go. Time to flatten my balls on the when I get one tapped by the Missouri. But they're making a sequel to Greyhound, and if they don't make a collaboration with that, they're just dropping the ball because that that was an excellent movie. Oh, Greyhound Uh, was was unique. Greyhound because I think it was only available on Apple TV. You obviously yeah, don't I, have I, friends that have um, access to Dropbox, do you? No, I just don't have friends. You can you can just end the sentence there, and that's good. Dude, like a- so. Apple's so rough with the copyright too. Like I, I made that that review of Greyhound. I gave it like a glowing review, and they're like, "Uh, yes, uh, no, you can't do that." Eat shit. The only people who don't seem to get ca- uh, to get uh, copyright claims are like 
dubs of the movie in Korean because I've been <laughs> I've as somebody who's has to exp- as somebody who knows a lot about naval history, a lot of people had to ask about scenes and then I'd look it up and it would be the just the movie dubbed uh, just the movie with Korean subtitles with English subtitles plastered over the Korean subtitles and that's fine that has 14 billion views but the second yeah. somebody mentions Greyhound and it's outside of that like realm of YouTube it's instant copyright strike but some fucking kid from Korea can just upload the movie and it's fine I don't understand YouTube maybe that's the secret because like when my yeah. Pearl Harbor video I uploaded five versions of that and like I, I like reversed the video, slowed it down by like 0.2 percent, and then like mirrored it, and did all this crazy stuff. And like, oh no, you see these three seconds here uh, when I can see Alec Baldwin. No, you, no. So I just went I can see Alec, the, I can the, the see Alec Baldwin pre-shooting somebody on the set of a movie. We cannot. You, that's that's a CC. I, I, made, I made a joke about that in in that video. I think it was a highly underrated joke. But I had to go to like that's like five minutes. Every like 30 seconds, I just plastered the demonetized. Uh, yellow icon yeah you and that works yeah it's it's so funny because it, but again um i'm i'm a warhammer fan and there's warhammer has its own pseudo streaming service warhammer plus where they release a whole bunch of animations and they're all cool but i'm not paying for them because i am a college student i don't have money but i can go on 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 i can go on youtube and watch them because like kim jong-un uploads them and just puts english over the korean subtitles <laughs> it's true it's true i don't know why it is, it is true i can find full videos of, of some really oh. odd movies and stuff now, like yeah no all, all i can say is going back to greyhound after watching who remembers that video when um wargaming released the, the baltimore versus the megami duel and um in the end the megami gets its tops off and the baltimore ricochets a top and that happens in Greyhound. And for the love of God, yeah. after seven years, I have never ricocheted a single torpedo in World of Warships. I would love that mechanic to come in. I, there's a lot of talk on the forums that always crops up but never gains any traction of people saying that there should be a, a, a role to have a dud torpedo. I agree. I, I, like, at the start of the Second World War, like, a lot of the um, U-boats and other things didn't great get, get strike rates in the first six months because they were out at sea, and their magnetic torps were crap. And that happened even with the U.S. Tor- um, submarines in the Pacific at the start of the conflict. Their torpedoes were crap. The torpedoes would hit the ship, but the detonators the, would not arm. And... Uh, like, I would love to see dud torps. That, that would make my day unless I'm the one firing the torp. Shout out to the, the Bureau other, of Ordnance. The other thing is, yeah, sh- yeah, real. Shout out to the Bureau of Ordnance. Hey, there's this well-documented problem. No, there isn't. Shut the fuck up. We're <laughs> the Bureau of Ordnance. We know what we're talking about. But no, the, you, you forgot to add one of the greatest flaws. of uh, It's the Mark 14, right? The, the, that's the American torpedo that well, had all the issue? Yes. Yeah, the Mark I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you the name. I think I had to look it up when I did my middle review. I think it was the Mark 14. The, the Mark 14 also had an issue, Griefer. I don't know if you've known this. I, I can I can get a little bit of Mike's history section section in because you you blasted me for time once again. I can't <laughs> ramble about the Kaga for twenty minutes. But the the torpedo actually had a problem where the it would launch. And then it would do a 180 degree turn and come back at the submarine that launched it. Oh, and then it would awesome. detonate. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, 
<laughs> that is phenomenally awesome. That's actually how America lost one of their best submarine captains. The I forget his name, but he was the captain of the Wahoo. He launched like four a spread of four torpedoes at a at a cargo ship, and three of them turned around, and two of them hit the front of a submarine. That's, that's because oh, there was the invisible it, um, energy shield around the cargo ship that just obviously magnetized <laughs> them back. To that is bloody and, awesome. And after that, after that, the Navy went back to the Bureau of Ordnance, and the Bureau of Ordnance is like. Hmm. Still a fluke. Goodbye. Get out of our office. We're doing important things. <laughs> it's fucking. It's. Oh. Yeah. There's just there's so much interesting stuff when it comes to dud torpedoes and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Look, uh, uh, there, there there are a few gripes. Like, in, uh, there, we're going to end this shortly, but I still think one of my biggest gripes is not only not having dud torpedoes, but having a, a... Secondary mounts can be destroyed, main guns can be destroyed, but seeing that CVs can be literally limitless in planes, your AA mounts should not be destroyed. But that's my opinion. So, well, I actually don't have that issue with CVs. The issue that I have is the minute DCP that then goes on, like, a 30-second cooldown. That's the main issue I have with... with um, yeah. With CVs, there's so much handholding, dude. It's terrible, and and the funny thing is, a lot of people who play CVs don't see it. It's just very, it's it's very interesting to me as somebody who's played nearly every ship class in the game, poorly, albeit poorly, but I've played them. <laughs> you know, it's it's annoying when I'm fighting, you know, a a, a U two five hundred one or something in my Shokaku when I just don't have any interaction because he's fucking two inches wide. And 100 feet long, and all of my bombs go everywhere except the submarine, <laughs> or all of my rockets go everywhere except the submarine, when I just can't interact them, you know, interact like that. But you he also get good can't green. interact with me. But yeah, he, he can interact he, with me. He, he can interact DC with you. He'll, he'll he can, but he has to get close and shotgun me, because if he doesn't, I have a fucking DCP that lasts 10 goddamn years. Yeah, but then that he just fucking, he just pings you. He pings you continuously. For 60 seconds? Cool. He, he's... Uh, Again, Torps aren't going to get it. They're not going to make it. 60-second fucking uh, uh, automatic DCP. I, I, I think that should be removed. The CV-DCP mechanic. Uh, CV it's players, it, it is stupid. If you're getting shot in a CV, you've done something wrong. The, the other unless thing is that, one, that you're doing something um, right. Unless I'm delusional. And, and you, I think, I know Griefers played this game since the dawn of time. Oh, I don't. I don't exactly know about Mountbatten, but I'm. I'm pretty sure. Year and a half after that... release. Mm-hmm. I've been playing since about a year and a half after release. Okay, so yeah, you were back playing with Moses too. Um, <laughs> the the back in the day, I'm pretty sure that if you set a carrier on fire, they couldn't launch planes. Yep. That... Yeah, they could. Yep. Yep. Where the fuck did that go? <laughs> look, look, even if that came back, they couldn't launch planes for three seconds, and they'd probably be already in the air because. It's a very rare to get another permanent uh, fire on a yeah, CV that, to actually stick. That's the other Speaking thing. Speaking of don't de- the cargo. Carriers take like five-second DCPs or five-second fires or something? Three, it's, no, yeah, it's, it's like stupid, five or three seconds. But I, it's really funny because I've brought that up and people are like, oh yeah, but it, it burns for uh, 6% instead of 3% of your ship's HP. It's like, who it's gives a shit? <laughs> your ship has 80,000 HP. As, as the cargo drops bombs, oh look, you got three fires. I'm following up with, here's as, a squadron of 12 cargo, planes. Yeah, as the cargo who you've shot down 10,000 of their dive bombers, 
comes at you with a full squadron of dive bombers and just kills you. <laughs> I have oh, never okay. killed. Okay. The, the amount of just letters I'd have to write home every time I, I took the Kaga out of port is astronomical. But it just doesn't matter because the Kaga just says fucking unlimited planes. There's a match where I, uh, in, in, in a Niza now of all ships, I shut down, I think, like a hundred and something of Kaga's planes. Niza now's AI is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I mean, it, it used to be, but I, I wasn't sure if it still kind of is today, but whatever. But yeah, and he's still sending full, full squadrons at me. But speaking of the Kaga, too, I think it's really funny that CDs can't detonate, even though that was like the, the moment at Midway. When, when they detonated, because I, all the CVs detonated. I think know? the Taiho should just randomly detonate if we ever get that back. That'd be that'd be it, good. It doesn't, just, have, a, it doesn't just, have it. Doesn't have a DC. I, I don't see why CVs can't detonate. Like, why not? Like, if it's a if floating I, box of explosives. But yeah, I was just going to say, if anything is to detonate, it's the thing. No, 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 no. Massive but amounts of munitions. He, massive he, amounts of diesel fuel. Massive he, he, amounts he, he, of <laughs> So any, any other vessel can detonate under 75%. They removed it from 100% damage. So do the same for CVs. Make it maybe anything under 50 or 40%. Still give it a chance when it's taken enough damage, it can detonate. It's just, I, I very much agree with Mountbatten. It's literally, it is a floating, floating bomb. Why the fuck can't it detonate? It's, again, Avgas doesn't like... Concussion doesn't like getting set on fire. Bunker fuel doesn't like getting set on fire. Explosives and machine gun rounds don't like getting set on fire. And explosions can, you know, cause these things to combust. Why aren't there detonations? It's just like you're shooting an empty beer can with a fucking twenty-two when you're shooting a carrier. Maybe that's why get... we never got a midway operation because we couldn't detonate the CVs. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'd have to fucking, yeah, they'd have to script the detonation. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, gentlemen, I must... It's gone on for a little bit today, but it's been actually really awesome chatting with you, Sea Lord Montbatten. Thank you for your time and company. I will add your YouTube channel to the description for you. So for you people that do not know Sea Lord Montbatten, please give him a follow on his YouTube channel. Appreciate yeah. it. It was it, good it fun. Was, it was good fun talking to you, and I hope... You have a, a wonderful rest of living in pseudo hurricane season, <laughs> whatever, with all your rain and all your shit down there. Uh, it's been nice and, and in the 70s, all pretty much month up here in Boston. It's lovely, uh, but enjoy your, your wonderful southern weather. You too, Griefer, with your angry I, rock rain. Look, we, we, will, we will enjoy our weather in Louisiana, Australia, but we'll also enjoy our Uber Eats and Uber alcohol delivery. You had to go there. I'm home. I can do that. I'm drinking right now. I can drink when I'm home. I can't drink when I'm on center because, again, I punch in the address and the guy and the guy on the other end of Uber Eats is just like, yeah, that doesn't exist. No, I'm here. Trust me. I'm here. I, it, it exists. Please bring me bring me my burrito, please. Thank oh, you're you gonna... for your time. And thank you for your time, gentlemen. We will catch you in a week. Stay, stay safe out there in the seas and enjoy the game. If you don't have fun with the game, play something else. Take care till then.